As a small business owner, you may be considering starting a franchise to expand your reach and grow your company. While your business model may change, your goals are still the same. You still need to attract customers, you need to find and keep great people, and you need to remain competitive in the market. Today, Craig Sherwood, Chief Development Officer at Gold's Gym, joins us to discuss tips for successfully running a franchise business. Welcome to HRpreneur, a small business podcast by ADP. I'm Jim Duffy, and I'm Vice President of Marketing for ADP Small Business Services. You work incredibly hard to support your employees and make your business flourish. More than likely, this means you wear lots of hats, and one of those might be of an HR professional. We're here to help you get the insight you need to tackle day-to-day workplace issues. So, Craig, thanks again for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Can we begin? Would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, I'm a former Army officer and a recovering lawyer. I've been in the franchise industry now for over 20 years, most of it on the, uh, the quick service restaurant side. So I spent uh, a considerable amount of time with Yum Brands, the parent company of Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and KFC. Uh, I've also uh, headed up franchise development at Sonic Drive-In. And um, since 2016, I've been the chief development officer for Gold's Gym International, so uh, after years of making people fat with uh, fast food, now I'm on the <laughs> paying for my sins with Gold's Gym. But um, Gold's Gym is a unique legacy uh, brand. It was founded in 1965 on Venice Beach in California. And from that single uh, location, uh, we've now grown to over 700 locations in 30 countries on six continents. So uh, a pretty big global footprint. And we have over 100 franchise partners, so small business owners who combine operate about 600 gyms, as I said, around the world. Uh, as we say, the, the sun never sets on, uh, on Gold's Gym. Excellent. What a rich background. Thanks for sharing that. So uh, let's start with kind of a foundational question. For anyone in our audience who may not know, could you describe a little bit how the franchise model works? Sure. So the franchise model is really based around providing an entrepreneur an operating system. Uh, and that's an operating system that's been developed and refined over some period of time. So franchisors are looking to recruit and onboard interested buyers who, who want to purchase into that system and that, that operating model. Um, and it's a unique relationship because uh, on the one hand, you have a franchisor who's asking their franchisee to use their own money to develop out the brand. Um, and then on the other hand, the franchisor is trusting that operator to be a great brand steward for them. Uh, and the model is going to vary in size and investment. So, you know, on the one side, you've got a, a low cost, almost, a, you know, an at-home based business where your, you know, your initial costs are probably under $100,000 to the very high cost uh, franchise models that are out there, much like ours, a gym or a restaurant where, you know, you're looking at upfront costs of, of over $3 million. So there's, Lots of support that has to go into each of those models, regardless of, of how much the, the investment is. That's excellent. Very helpful. Uh, great background. So if I can uh, switch gears a little bit, are there any uh, misconceptions about the franchising model? There, there are. Um, I think um, you know, what we've seen, uh, certainly throughout my career, is you know, franchisees who come in and believe that they're buying into a model or a system and that the business is going to run itself. Uh, that they, they expect it. Hey, we, we put our money in, we get it up and running, and then we can just sit back and, and make money and not really have to put a whole lot of effort in. And like any small business, success requires investment, investment of time, uh, energy. Um, and the closer you are to the business, the more success you're going to have. And that's across any business line 
making sure that you're you're heavily invested in the people that you're hiring, making sure that they're trained, that the the hospitality and service standards are not only to what the franchisor requires, but also what makes sense in that local market. And usually franchisees do a very good job of exceeding those standards because it's their business. It's their they have uh, skin in the game, if you will. It's their money that they've invested, and they want to make sure that, uh, that they're going to get a return on it. Like any small business, there's nothing easy. Um, systems are certainly helpful, and it gives a franchisee an advantage because they have a known commodity. Uh, it's a system that's been established over time, and they can execute, but, uh, but they really have to invest their time and energy to make sure that it's going to be successful. Got it. Great perspective there. Let's uh, let's switch gears again. If you can talk a little bit, please, about uh, what kind of support does the, the franchise brand give its franchisees to help them establish and grow the business? And one step further, how an entrepreneur or small business owner could take away some of the best practices that you've seen? I think support's going to come down to the type of concept that it is, right? So in a service-related franchise uh, where there's no limited real estate or maybe no real estate, maybe it's an at-home business, the support really is going to revolve around the training of that owner and the team. So back-of-house systems, uh, the various sales and marketing tools that they have available for them, and then how do they service their particular customer. With, um, With concepts that are more real estate intensive like restaurants or gyms, uh, site selection is absolutely critical. As, as they've said, um, you know, it's location, location, location. And so, you know, having all of the data to make a good decision on where to put that business from a demographic standpoint, traffic patterns, um, even what side of the street makes the most sense. So for, you know, example, a Dunkin' Donuts or a coffee concept, being on the side of the street where people are going to work, where you're Obviously, in a, in a situation where coffee, where the, the most of the sales are made from you know six o'clock in the morning until about one o'clock in the afternoon, you want to be on the side where people are heading into work and not necessarily away from work. And then, obviously, from an equipment standpoint, supply chain is the franchisor helping you and guiding you with where to go. Are they working using their scale to make sure that they're negotiating good deals with vendors so you're getting the very best pricing? Uh, and that's, uh, again, another critical piece of the support that a, that a franchisor can provide. And then all of the operational training uh, to get the business up and starting, and then the ongoing. So it's, you know, it's not just, here's the system, we've trained you, we've got you up, now you're on your own. This is a partnership for the length of this agreement. This is a long-term relationship, almost a marriage, uh, and if, it's, if you handle it right, it should go on for decades. And, and in order for that to, to continue that long, uh, the, the support, the ongoing support, and the relationship and building a close relationship with your franchisees is absolutely critical. Oh, that's great. Great perspective. You know, obviously, um, both parties win when that support is, uh, is offered and taken advantage of. So thanks for those insights. Um, I'd like to ask a question about the traits of a successful franchisee in your line of work and especially your your rich history your experience you've come across a lot of different kinds of people so working in this area so as you think what are the traits that really kind of embody what is likely to be a successful uh, entrepreneur who's going to be successful at a um, at a franchise concept sure yeah you know it, it there's so many but the the ones that stick out to me are passion 
do you have passion for what you do or what you want to do? And, and a great example, uh, we had a franchisee in, in uh, Orangeburg, uh, South Carolina, um, and this was a gentleman who had an existing gym uh, that he had developed and done a nice job in putting together, but really wanted to be a Gold's Gym franchisee and uh, spent many, many years trying to get into the system. Uh, his financial uh, background didn't qualify him for many years, and but he kept working on things and, and didn't give up. Uh, and then finally um, he qualified and, and became a, a Gold's Gym franchisee. Uh, and during the grand opening, there was some media there, and, and they asked him, you know, how long have you been working to become a, a Gold's Gym franchisee? And, and his response was, I've been, I've been trying for this my entire life. And it's that kind of passion that he brought to wanting to open this business and wanting to be part of, uh, you know, a bigger brand. Uh, and that passion was really, you know, overwhelming for us that, you know, he would continue to, to, to pound away and, and try to become a, one of our franchisees. And he, and he became a very, very good franchisee for us. So it's that passion that you bring to the business that you understand that what you're doing is bigger than you, right? And so it's, it, it's more than just making money. There's got to be some greater purpose to it. And, and uh, the folks that bring that to uh, their business, their small business, are going to be very successful. And so that equates to how much time and effort that they're going to put into their business. They're investing their time and effort into people development. Um, you know, small, small businesses employ, by and large, a lot of younger employees, uh, in many cases, first-time job holders. And so the, I, I think there's so much opportunity for a small business owner to impact how that person becomes an effective employee throughout their career. When I was in high school, I worked for um, uh, a landscaping company. It was the first job I had uh, in, uh, during high school. And our, you know, our owner, the boss, uh, worked really, really hard. He worked right beside you. His attention to detail was amazing. Uh, and his, his tone was, was always very measured. He didn't yell at anybody. But he worked and pushed everybody really hard. And I think, you know, I look back at that. It it wasn't great at the time, but I look back at it today, and and that really had an impact on on me as to what the standard should be uh, and how to do things right and how to care for your work uh, because it's a reflection of who you are. And so I think a small business owner, whether it's, you know, their own concept or they're working through a franchise, have so much opportunity to really positively impact uh, the employee base um, as we go forward. So, you know, that passion, I think, is, is really a, a critical component of, um, you know, of, of a successful business owner. Excellent. It makes perfect sense, too, if you think about it. So here, I, I want to ask a question in a slightly different direction. Uh, you talk about a lot of support being offered to the franchisee from the franchisor uh, and also the traits that make for a successful franchisee. But sometimes they encounter troubles. Uh, so what kind of pitfalls that, uh, that, that you have seen and, and what advice do you give uh, to a new franchisee to avoid those kinds of pitfalls? Sure. Yeah, the, the beginning of any business is scary because you just, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and you, you think <laughs> because you're adding a, a franchise brand that, um, 
things are going to go well, and, and unfortunately, sometimes they don't. And so the beginning is very scary. The, there's been an investment of a lot of money, uh, and there's an expectation of an immediate return. And so, you know, I think, uh, you know, on our, our part as a franchisor, we need to mentally get our franchisees prepared for that wave uh, and set realistic expectations. Uh, and while they come in with a lot of passion and a lot of energy, we need to temper that uh, to the reality of what may happen in, in the workplace and in the world. So uh, we want to make sure that they have the capital in place to fund the business over the, the length of you know, the, the beginning period uh, from a rent and utility and payroll standpoint, and make sure that they're prepared for um, you know, maybe a less than stellar start. On the flip side, uh, you've got to temper your franchisee if they have uh, early success uh, and they've got that honeymoon period where their business is blowing up, they're doing great, uh, they're great volume. That's not always going to be the case, and, and it's not, they're going to have to ride that wave, but realize that things are going to, to taper off over time. Great. So if I can ask, uh, thinking more about, uh, you've been talking about it, well-established franchise concepts, but let's look at the other side of the spectrum. Let's look now at more of an emerging brand. Suppose a small business owner wanted to franchise their business that they've started uh, or convert it to a franchise. Uh, What kind of advice would you give to uh, get them started on that journey? Yeah, I think... I think the first question that that individual has to ask themselves is why. What what is the purpose for wanting to franchise the concept? And and unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of brands out there that they build one site uh, and they feel like, gee, we should we should scale this. We should franchise this. There's a this is a great way for us to make money. Um, and unfortunately, what you find is those concepts don't have much of a future. If it's a hey, we're going to scale it so we can make more money, if that's the primary objective. Of, of what you're trying to accomplish, then uh, there's so many concepts out there that are no longer around, that they come out for a couple of years, they try to sell something uh, based off of a single unit, and, uh, and it fails. And so I think the key to this is to make sure that you've got a great concept, you've invested time in it, you feel like the product and service is in demand, and then it's a scalable model, right? So, you know, the, the whole objective behind franchising is you're providing a system that works uh, and is, you know, fairly turnkey. And if you invest your time and your effort into it, then it, you know, should work. Um, and, and I think from a, a small business standpoint, you know, when, when you want to franchise a concept, if it's not well-developed and well-thought-out, it, it, it will fail. And so what kind of support are you willing to provide? Um, how are you going to scale this, particularly if it's a food business, from a supply standpoint where, gee, I only have one site and I buy you know, my, my food from a local uh, distributor and now you're trying to franchise something several states away, what is the process for that or does the franchisee have to go off and, and do it on their own? So the more thought that can go into that and developing out, the, okay, here's how we can scale and grow the business and do it in a methodical way as opposed to here's one site and now we're going to grow it. Uh, you may have a great sales team and they could sell the heck out of it, but if it's not scalable, then, uh, then it will fail and then potentially could, could risk your original site falling into uh, a, a business uh, disaster as well. Uh, that's great. Uh, great perspectives. Listen, Craig, I really appreciate your, your uh, time and sharing this advice today. Uh, thank you. You've been a, a great guest and you covered a lot of ground. I appreciate your time. 
No, thank you. I also would like to thank ADP Client Appreciation Program for sponsoring today's episode. You can earn free payroll by referring ADP, and if you want to find out more, please just reach out to your local ADP sales rep. We also want to thank you for listening to HRpreneur. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review. And for all the latest episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you.